0: I'm chatting with Maeve Castles, Head of Counselling Services at CIT here in Canberra. Welcome, Maeve.
1: Thanks, Anya. Great to be with you.
0: Now, Maeve, tell me just a little bit about your own background. Are you a Canberra person or did you come here from someplace else?
1: I came here from Sydney. I call myself a refugee from Sydney, like a lot of other people, about 20 years ago now. So I am a Canberra person now, but yes wasn't always here but it's come to Canberra we chose to come to Canberra for the the wonderful lifestyle that Canberra offers
0: yeah okay thank you and you've been in the counseling field for how many years
1: well about 30 years as a psychologist prior to that I was doing some other sorts of counseling roles in welfare work so so yeah been a little while
0: <laughs> and your role at CIT what does that encompass
1: well, I'm the head of counselling, which means I'm really the manager and supervisor of the counselling team, but I'm also a counsellor myself, so I have my own clients who are CIT students who I, I counsel as well. We have a team of about six people uh, who are all, over all the different campuses of CIT, and we offer a counselling service to any student who's got a stress or a problem while they happen to be at CIT. It doesn't have to be CIT related. It could be something that's happening outside of CIT, which may or may not affect their study. But while they're a student, they can come and access our services for free.
0: Mm. And before COVID, I'm imagining you probably saw people for some of their issues to do with their studies or uh, perhaps they're an international student struggling along those lines or perhaps family matters or personal issues that might be impacting their ability to study. But post-COVID, what sort of issues are students dealing with that are affecting them and their ability to study? Yeah,
1: Well, look, definitely the biggest impact has been not just COVID but having lockdown because of COVID. Because that's meant that students have had to study online and that they haven't been able to come into the campuses and and be in the classrooms to be taught. So I guess there's, there's a number of things that come along with that. So I guess what a lot of our students find is that while they are studying in the classroom with the teacher there, with their peers around them that's a good way for them to study and it keeps them motivated, it keeps them on track. There's a bit of structure, I guess, to their days and also to the way that they're learning. And when that's taken away from them, when they're really having some classes online but expected to do a lot of things that are self-motivated and putting in place their own time management for things at home... That's, that's created some real barriers for a lot of people. I think we've all had lockdown lethargy in different, different forms, whether you're studying or not. But certainly for people who are studying, it has led to a low energy and a difficulty with getting started with things and with forming a routine while you're at home. So these are the things that we've been hearing about a lot from students during that time. There is a small group of students who actually like learning online and that's worked really well for them. But, but I, I have to say for the majority of people, certainly the ones we've been supporting, it has been more difficult. Now there's some added things to that. So another complication is for those where they don't have a good place to study at home. Maybe the environment at home is, is awkward. That might be because there's a lot of people there working or studying at home at the same time. It might be that there's conflict or tension at home and it's difficult for them to, to find a quiet and space to study, or it might be just that they don't have the Wi-Fi or the right devices sometimes as well, the same equipment that they would have at CIT. So there's been some added complications for people as well in that way.
0: Mm. Yeah, I had the experience of the data downloads. I don't have enough data download to do online classes all the time, but I'm Uh thinking about the uh, learning, the ways that people learn. You know, not everybody, as you were saying, not everybody can is comfortable with online learning, Mm. and that can create stresses for some a person. Can it not?
1: Yes, definitely. And I guess particularly for those people where because that's a barrier for them, they haven't kept up with the workload that they have or that was expected of them submitting assignments on time and that sort of thing, that creates an extra stress because then they're feeling stressed about the, the work that they haven't done, the fact that they're behind on things, will I ever catch up, will I fail, all of those things. So I guess the, the teaching staff generally have been very supportive and flexible as people in that um, and understanding that, that these are the consequences of lockdown for some people. So, So I guess that's been good that there's been some flexibility there and support. Some people have just found that I can't study in this circumstance and I'm going to stop now and, and resume when we're back on campus. And that happened in 2020 as well. There were some people who didn't, uh, who opted out of studying in the first semester when it went all online, but then they came back in the second semester or came back this year when they were able to come back on campus. So I guess um, we're at, from a CIT point of view, we're supporting people to do whatever's going to work best for them.
0: Mm. I'm, I'm wondering about the financial issues that might have had an impact upon students as well who might need to have an income to cover the cost of their studies. Not everybody has uh, Commonwealth funding or support or a scholarship or such things. Is that one of the issues that comes up? People may have lost their jobs.
1: Yeah, Absolutely that's been very difficult for some. I guess for some people they have been able to get that COVID payment this time around but that wasn't necessarily the case last year. International students it's been really difficult because they usually rely a lot on their their working income from their part-time or casual jobs to support them as they're going through. So CITs had to be a bit flexible about that as well with payment plans and with supporting people. I know they've reached out with people with things like food hampers and, and some support with debts or bill payments and those kind of things, putting them in touch with the services who can help them and support them as well. But, but yeah, I've, I've, I've heard from some students, myself personally, who have had difficulty with having enough money to pay their rent and their bills and their food. And so um, it's been good that, that there is that support there. And things like with the electricity bills, they, the electricity company said... We're willing to suspend payment bills or or work out a payment plan with what people can pay because we understand the circumstances here. Mm. Um, It's it's been a huge relief in the last couple of weeks for some some of our students who have been able to either get back to work now or can contemplate that soon that they'll be able to get back to work. But yes, it's been, like you said, it's it's a real stress for people if you're worrying about paying your rent. I mean, that was another thing with the rents because some landlords were offering a rent reduction, but some of our students had some difficulty in negotiating that with the landlords. Often it did work out in the end, but sometimes it took a while for it to, it was a bit of a process for them to get that support from the landlords.
0: Did uh, the counselling team, were they able to assist in some way?
1: We were all but always able to advocate for people if they're not able to do it for themselves. So sometimes we are reaching out to other services and supports on people's behalf if that's what they want us to do. But quite often what we're doing is working with the person on on what they need to do as well and supporting them to be able to take those steps if they can.
0: Mm. I'm imagining that international students, if you come to the point where you feel that you can't study but you can't even leave the country, that would have been an, an incredible stressor. Yes,
1: exactly. And often those people had that added complication of being worried about their families and and the impact of COVID on their families overseas, which in some cases was very, very dire. But yes, for the ones who even don't have that, it was very difficult. And some of them have had to take a bit of an absence of study to have some permission to not not be studying or not studying with the same full-time load that they would normally have because of the circumstances. I mean, people's mental health can be affected too. Apart from the general lockdown lethargy, there are some people who have pre-existing mental health issues, some depression or anxiety that they normally Mm. live with and and, and sometimes are managing very well in usual circumstances. But because of all of the impacts of COVID and online learning and losing jobs and all of those things, sometimes that's become an exacerbated issue in, in recent times.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I think that there's been a much higher impact on people who had the pre existing anxiety, depression, and, and so on. And, and having, if you're on medication or you've got support from services, that the services going online, uh, navigating all of that, uh, possibly dealing with social isolation, because one of the things of being on campus is that you, you're there at least a day or two or whatever it is a week where you've got that social connection, which would would help. But being, if you're living alone or even if you're in a crowded house, um, it can be really problematic, but managing. And um, I, I personally noticed that if you've had a trauma, that, that for some reason or other, and I, I had an interview with Jai Shri Kulkarni from Monash University, and she was saying that people with PTSD have been really, really impacted uh, by lockdowns in particular because it, it can bring up previous traumas.
1: Yeah, yeah, look, I think that, that all of those are very good points, Sonia. And certainly that social connection that people have is a real resource that normally does help them stay well and, and having that interaction with people. Yes, yeah, so those people who've been living on their own, it's been very difficult. Some of the students who've been living in accommodation, stuck in their own rooms during quarantine times, that was really, really challenging for people.
0: Yeah, because we, we actually had it. Bruce CIT and Reece Reed CIT were both exposure sites, so that was That's, just in the first yes. couple of weeks of the exactly. lockdown. And That's so, right. and,
1: and there, every, everybody was in quarantine, but for the students in accommodation, it was harder than those of us who had a home and a, a yard to go into, wasn't it?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And do people reach out? Do the students know that there's this service available to them, that they can contact the counselling team?
1: Well, I hope so. We've had a lot of new students contact us during the lockdown period. Um, We've been trying to get the message out as as much as we can. It's certainly been on the CIT main website page about COVID, talking about the supports, And we've also put it out through the student news and through the sits of social media and the CIT social media as much as we can particularly in the last few weeks as well. It's been mental health month, so we've been getting the message out there as much as we can as well. And also at the beginning of semester, we do go around and and try and visit as many classes as we can in person uh, when that was possible and, and let people know that this service is there for them but, but yeah, look, there may be some people who still haven't heard about it or, or weren't aware. We also do find that there's a percentage of students who won't access the counselling service when it is remote, because at the moment we can only offer it through phone or telehealth, video call, conferencing with your computer or your phone, video. So there are some people who only like to come in person and sit with the counsellor in a room, and so that's that sort of means that for some people they opt out of accessing the service when they can't do it in person which is a shame because sometimes that means that their issues are being exacerbated because they're not being supported in that way but we have found a lot of students have been quite comfortable or have grown more comfortable with having the counselling over the phone or or the video call and that's been really great to see that there's been quite a a good response and and what we find I, I sort of look at the usage of the service now compared to when we were in a a non-COVID situation a couple of years ago. And what we find is that while the numbers of people coming along are quite similar, we find at the moment we're probably spending more time with people. So people are wanting more sessions during the lockdown period, which makes sense because you need more support.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's it's interesting that you say about the face-to-face because I spoke to Headspace Canberra just a few weeks ago, And it was interesting for me because a lot of the push to do digital online support was touted to be because it's more of a thing for young people. But Headspace was saying actually how they found they they decided to maintain their face-to-face supports as well as online because a lot of young people preferred to come face-to-face. So it speaks a lot to that need for... I suppose a reassuring person-to-person contact.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, we find the same. We find the same that you know, for young people, they're often saying, "No, I want to come in face to face and see you." And some of them say to me that it's because they they are feeling socially isolated, even in non-COVID times. And it's it's really good for them to get out and to to come and talk to somebody in person. It's a rare thing for them to do. So, I mean, some of them do have quite an online life generally speaking. So they like coming to class and they do like coming in person to counselling as well.
0: Hmm. So we've had a change of direction just today with non-essential shops being open. Mm-hmm. There is more mm-hmm. movement out there. Some students have been allowed to come back to campus if they're doing courses where it's a lot of practical hands-on work. And what, what do you see coming up in these, the, the next week or month, do you think people are still going to need a lot of support? Are there going to be people who've had a kind of delayed uh, reaction to the lockdown? Some people are, are talking about having re-entry anxiety. What sort of issues do you think are going to be affecting people over this next few months and where do you see it going and what sorts of ports will be available?
1: Yeah, look, that that's very true, Anja, and I guess we're already seeing that with, with some of the students that we're talking to, such as those feeling that they will feel anxious about being around other people when that hasn't been the case for some time, which is a normal and understandable thing when people have been not used to a certain situation, they're stepping back into that situation, which maybe they used to feel comfortable with, but it can take a little while to get, Used to it again and to get comfortable with it again. So, and I guess there is also some fear about COVID for some people as well, and and so needing to manage all of those anxieties and taking a stepped approach towards that is something that counsellors can support them to be doing. So, certainly, I think in this next you know couple of months, as you say, some some students won't be coming back on campus until a few months time, but but they might be yes going to the shops and starting to go out with friends and those sort of things. So even managing those re-entry anxieties is something that we can help and support with. I guess one extra thing I s- at the moment is that the online learning is still being continuing for some, some people and that's still not necessarily to their liking. So I guess there's going to be an ongoing need for us to continue supporting those people who would prefer to be on campus but can't be at, at, at this stage anyway. And I guess apart from that, there might be people who've had covid and who are experiencing issues with that too. So I guess there might be some needs for support with that too. As to how next year looks, I think that's still a bit of a question mark. We have to kind of wait and see. I think from December onwards, when there's that full double vaccination rate in the ACT, we will start to get more of a sense of what that might look like. But I think certainly at CIT, there's going to be still some remote learning going on and some remote counseling going on but there might be more options and certainly more face-to-face opportunities for people.
0: Mm-hmm. You said that some people have had COVID and that they've had some impacts from that. What sort of effects have they had?
1: Um, well I guess that when we hear about the, the long COVID effects for some people so continuing to have some health issues, chest problems and, and different things that have come with having COVID I guess is more what I was thinking about where somebody might have been quite young and healthy and not having any difficulties with their health before this and then suddenly find that they have it so like with anybody who has a health condition that's new to them there's a whole period of adjustment and 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 I guess an unknown quality about this one too about how long is it going to last and you know will I improve and all of those kind of things can be difficult for people
0: Yeah, I was wondering because I spoke to Dr. Claire Southerton last week about COVID diagnosis and and managing that and that there had been stigma and discrimination against people who had contracted COVID. I wondered whether any of that had come up and whether that's something that needs to be more support or some education or training provided around.
1: Mm. Yes, that's a very good point. I haven't actually encountered that in our the people that we're supporting so far but but yes it may come up that there is that and in which case I think you're right we'd we'd be looking at what is it that we can be doing in the community whether that's the CIT community or the broader ACT community Mm. to to educate people and and to to create that awareness to reduce stigma and uh, to increase acceptance I guess that these people need our support and our, our our understanding and our kindness.
0: Uh, is there anything else for tertiary students at CIT, is there anything else that you'd like to share that's in, that might be helpful or useful to students who have been struggling across this period or even beforehand with their studies? I
1: guess one of the things that we would be looking at with people is to be taking small steps in the direction that you want to be going in and maybe looking back to your pre-COVID times and looking at the things that normally help you feel good, help your well-being and starting to put a little bit of those in place if they happen to have fallen off because we do find with a lot of people, they're saying, oh, I used to do this or that and I haven't been lately, which is understandable. So just starting to do that walk around the block or go back to the gym or to be picking up that hobby that you normally would do or ringing that friend or going out with somebody that you used to do. So those kind of things that help people's well-being. Certainly, um, we've created a wellness hub on within eLearn, the, the UCIT portal for students, which has a lot of information and resources there, some relaxation exercises and some articles and videos and audios that counsellors have put up there and all of that's there to support students as well as they're going forward. But certainly I would encourage anybody who is at CIT if they do want some support during this time to please give us a phone call or an email and say I'd like an appointment, can I have a talk with you and we will then have a look at you as an individual and see how we can support you in your steps forward from here.
0: Maeve, what's the telephone number? How do people get in contact?
1: The CIT student support number is 6207-3290, or they can email citcounselling at cit.edu.au.
0: And the counselling support is free. I think it's important to say that because sometimes international students might think that they might have to pay for the counselling
1: that's right. It's already paid for by your CIT fees. If you're an enrolled, you need to be a currently enrolled student, and it's also confidential, so we don't be, we're not um, sharing that information with anybody at CIT or anywhere else, unless you give us permission to do that.
0: And if somebody's English is a second language, is there interpreter support to assist if you know the language is a difficulty?
1: That can sometimes be arranged. Yes.
0: Terrific. Well, I I have to say, honestly, I I have sought support myself for my studies, and I've had a really great experience through the counselling team there at CIT, which is why I wanted to reach out and do this interview, so that students knew that there is support, and you can, even if you get behind with your studies, you can can have some assistance to talk to your teachers and so forth, and it's just been a really, really good experience for me, one of the best i've had in terms of support so uh, thanks so much maeve for the work that you and your team are doing across this time and into the future it's just brilliant
1: oh thank you so much Anya. i'm glad to hear that's been your experience because that's what we hope that every student can say. And, yeah, it's been wonderful to talk to you and I I hope that people do feel encouraged to come along and put their hand up if you need some support. We always say, while that might seem like a big and scary thing to do if you haven't done it before, it's quite a normal thing to do at CIT because we're here, here to help you.
0: Yeah, thank you very much, Maeve.
1: You're welcome.